Hello everyone and welcome to the Motor City Hoops podcast, an entertaining fresh take on the three-time NBA champs, the Detroit Pistons. Hey Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Motor City Hoops. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads podcast network, including Cavalier Central, Grizz and Grind, 305 Culture, Knuck If You Buck, Hashtag Lakers, Blazing the Path, Spanning the Spurs, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, and the LA Hoops Report, plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Drive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoop Heads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Motor City Hoops. Today we will focus on our two preseason games against the Wizards. Game 1, a 97-86 win for the Pistons, followed by a Game 2 loss, 96-99. We will talk about what is happening around the league and then finish up by talking about our first two regular season games against the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now we'll go straight to game uh, our third game of preseason and uh, a good win on the road. In my opinion, I really like uh, what I saw defensively. And uh, we saw Bryce, Alex, we saw what Twitter was uh, was talking. You know, everybody was raving about defense. Everybody was um, really happy with the performance we had. My first notes really are, I was happy with Jeremy Grant and uh, just showing a flash of what we want of him. I don't expect him to shoot the ball well. I don't expect him to lead this team in scoring a lot. I think he's just finding out that rhythm, finding out what it means to be the go-to guy. There was a play that I really liked, I think, three minutes. We had a three-minute scoring drought in the first or second quarter, and then Jeremy got kind of just took a ISO in a transition situation, and then he got the end one. Then what I really liked was our defense, you know, what everybody was saying. And I really love Plumlee on defensive end because he covers a lot of gaps. And just every time I watch him, I watch Valanciunas all over again with the Raptors. Not crazy athletic, always in the right position, always being there to contest layups, to make it a little bit harder for the offense. He was in the passing lane. On top of that, he was creating. So I really think we, we might have got a steal with him at the at the center. But o- overall, you know, DeLon Wright, Josh Jackson, again, it seems like two steals. They're both playing very, very well. Honestly, I kind of expected it out of the right and Bryce, I think you expected to get a Josh just from, you know, going back to our, our first talks about a preseason and everything going on. But he was, to a, me, that's, he was a big time know, recruit going into KU. I mean, you know, he was a big time recruit coming out of high school. Josh Jackson was. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly he has a lot of potential. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, is he going to get there? You know, can he make that jump to what everybody expected? him to be and sometimes as we saw you know that pressure can get to you we saw with Marco Fultz and maybe with Josh you know it's about being back home it's about being comfortable with, comfortable, with this team yes. and uh, being that guy for us and I I would love it I would love for him and then you know the other story we got going on is Seku and I'm, I, I've said last podcast is the difference between game three and game four for him with the Wizards you know or game one, game two with the Wizards, our 
third game or fourth game of preseason. You know, up and down. One good game, one bad one. But it's expected, though. It's it's why I didn't want to just jump on the bandwagon right away because he's young. And to me, those were, you know, Blake looked healthy, but he looks like he's chilling, like you said earlier, Bryce, <laughs> in uh, in our talk. You know, he's but he looks very comfortable. To me, he looks very comfortable. He doesn't seem as athletic vertically, if you ask me. I saw a few, a few touches around the rim. He looks a little bit more, um, uh, yeah, just <laughs> less athletic vertically, I would say. <laughs> But no, uh, twi- Twitter tw- went after, or not Twitter, uh, Drew, Drew Gooden, the, the Wizards announcers went after him. Like Blake just oh laid in God. one in transition and the announcers like cooked him about it. Like, oh, he's lost all of his athleticism and, 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 and P- Pistons Twitter was not happy about it. They were not happy that they were cooking him <laughs> like that. Well, I'm, I'm fine with it, you know, because he lost it. I told you in the, in the preseason it's, it's what I expect of Blake. It, it's going to happen at some point that that bounce is going to go out. It's, you know nobody's or very rarely you get a guy like Vince Carter that can just do a windmill at 42. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen a lot of Blake and lately I'm very happy with the way he's playing. You know, I mean, what this game, right, we're talking about the first game with the Wizards, him and Plumley, you know, they had seven assists together. You know, that's a lot of creating for a power forward and a center, you know. And we knew going going this season that Blake can do that. He can create. You know, he averaged last what five assists last season he was healthy. He you know he, he can be that second ball handling on the floor with Hayes. But it's gonna be interesting how, you know, like you said, it's we need more out of him. If we want to get rid of him or if we're making a playoff push, either way we need a lot more out of him. But it's early. It's early in season. What what are your guys' feelings about this first game with the Wizards? You know, it was a good win for us. But Alex, what what did you think about his game? It was it was a good game, and especially everybody was on how good the defense was, and it's exactly right. Uh, we forced twenty four points, took twenty three points off turnovers, and we forced twenty four turnovers as well. You know, you can only do that with great defense. Um, and uh, especially, I like that Grant kind of showed up what he's capable of. The first two games was kind of struggling. But now he had 15 points with five or eight uh, shooting, which is kind of what we want from him if, uh, throughout the season. Um, also, Josh Jackson, um, if I remember right, I read a quote where uh, people were saying that he, you know, he's just there to help on defense. But now he said that he can score as well, which is, you know, if he can do that, that's unbelievable. That's a good. Good, good stuff for us. Um, and I also love what Derrick Rose did. You know, I, I kind of believe, like, if he puts his mind to it and, and if he gets maybe the right minutes and enough minutes, he can maybe be the sixth man of the year. I don't know. Because he's coming off the bench and just lights it up. Um, uh, you know, uh, in game three, he had 10 points, six rebounds, six assists in 24 minutes. And that was a good game for him. Shooting, uh, five for 12, not, not that bad, but... Um, you know, he he's giving us a lot off the bench. Well, like I, I even said a little bit earlier. Sorry, Bryce, but I just no. want to hop on that Derrick yeah. Rose bandwagon because yes. I, we've both been on it, and I think you cannot ask for a better backup point guard for Killian Hayes. He looked at great. this point in his career. He, he looked he looked great in Game Three. Like Derrick Rose looked really really good, and I think you're right, Vlad. We've talked a, a lot about that. Like I'm starting to not want to trade him, and I was on the trade <laughs> Derrick Rose bandwagon. But I watch him play, and I'm like, man, he's fun to watch, and he's playing well. And I don't think you're far off, Alex. Like, 
he's going to get a lot of minutes off the bench. And I think him and Josh Jackson, I know it's preseason and we can't get too excited, but I think both of those guys have chances to be like most, like Derrick Rose wouldn't be most improved, but Josh Jackson could be most improved or sixth man of the, man of the year and stuff like that. Um, and I think you brought up a great point, Vlad. I know my experience whenever I first left home. You know, I come from a real, 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 real small town in, in nowhere, Kansas. And whenever I moved to D.C., it, it wasn't just about basketball that was causing me to catch up. It was like a, you know, a whole different world. And you brought up Josh Jackson being home and being comfortable and stuff like that. You guys know this as well, playing all over the world. I mean, there's a there's a little bit of catch up there. And if you get a chance to play back in your hometown, your home country, whatever, I think that there's some natural comfortability and confidence, wouldn't you guys say? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And, um, you know, both Alex and I are home right now. So I think we can both testify to that. And also, it's just a matter of the role. I, I was looking right now. And yes, that's a great point. I, I, you know, we both were, okay, who's going to start? Is, you know, Delon Wright going to start? Is V going to start? But right now, I kind of like that lineup with Derrick yes. Rose, Z V, and Josh Jackson. Yo, that second unit it, is nice. It, it gives Josh a lot of a lot of opportunities. It gives Seku a lot of opportunities. And with a veteran point guard. So yep. you got these younger kids with the veteran point guard while you got your rookie point guard with, with more veterans on the floor. So I really like what Dwayne Case is doing with that because, you know, that gives Killing Hayes more opportunities to succeed. And also it gives guys like Josh Jackson or Seku opportunities to, you know, flourish because Derrick Rose is not really going to go all crazy and be, you know, let me get 30 every night. I think he has a good. He looks like he has a good pace to to the game right now. He just and he's he, been, he's never rushing. And he has been consistent throughout these games too. I mean, he he was he's averaging around ten points, you know, a couple assists there. So, uh, and it's just a preseason. I think that's great. Like those roles for Josh Jackson and Svee in that second unit is perfect. Because because Josh Jackson is going to force sometimes. He's going to drive fans crazy at times. He's going to bang a couple threes and he's going to come down try to go one on one and have a heat check. And if he was doing that with the first unit, we would be going crazy. But it's okay to do that with the second unit because you don't have Blake and Killian and Grant on the floor with him. So let him be a little bit of a you know gunslinger there in the, in the with the second unit. And same thing with V. He can just let it fly, and Rose can be the leader. First unit, Blake. I didn't like Dylan Wright at the two either starting, but I think you guys are right. I, I think that ends up being a really good combination for the first and second units. Well, I think it helps more. It, it helps Killian a lot more. You know, just to experience the fact that he's basically a point guard playing the shooting guard position. And I think that's what Casey's doing. Casey's a lot more comfortable with right than with V right now. So I understand the decision. You know, we, we talked about that. It brings a lot of defense too compared to, to V, I think. And uh, it's a good fit for that first, uh, that first unit. I think we have our starting lineup. You know, I don't think it's going to change anything right now. No, no. And, uh, you know... We're looking at basically what kind of what expected, you know, just four guys that were already starters or it felt like they were starters going training camp. And it was just that shooting our position that was kind of up in the air, you know, is it really going to be DeLon Wright? Is it going to be Zvi? You know, is he going to risk with Josh moving him at a shooting guard? And it, it, it turned around as right. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for that. Now, I don't know what to say about the other two rookies, Bay. You know, I'm a big fan of him, but didn't see much of him <laughs> and Stewart's not a lot of Stewart not either. And for me personally, 
I didn't like Okafor on defense a lot. Oh, he, offensively, he gives us quite a bit, I think, for the second unit. You know, I saw some ISOs, some post-ups, all that stuff. But defensively, I just felt like he was not really the anchor that, you know, that, that Plumlee was or Plumley is with that first unit. Alex, what do you think? Like, to me, he doesn't fit with the second unit. We have scorers in Sfi and Jackson and Sekou can go get a bucket. And stuff. Like, to me, Isaiah Stewart fits better in the second unit because then we can have a guy that's, you know, maybe protect the paint, grab rebounds. But to me, Jalil Okafor, you know, he does put the ball in the basket. You can see the skill set, but I don't like him with the second unit. I don't like him taking those minutes from Isaiah Stewart. What, what do you think, Alex? You're, you're a big man that does, the, you know, that stuff. What, what do you think about... Okafor's game. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, especially on offense, he he might not be that big of a factor because there's so much scoring around him. Uh, guys who can shoot and for Jahil to to score the ball, he needs he needs the ball, right? And he need, need post ups with him. Uh, I don't see him as a slasher or a dunker or a big roll guy. More of a post up, maybe face up guy a little bit. Um, but you know, in defense, he's he's a liability. Uh, it just looked like he's sometimes lost or too slow out there. And uh, you know, he had a good game, eight points, eight rebounds in, in game three against the Wizards. Um, but uh, so far, you know, that was the best he 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 did this preseason. And I'm I agree with you. Maybe and I wish I have it in my notes. I wish Stewart had or gets more minutes. Because, uh, you know, in the second unit, he can fit better just blocking shots, being more athletic and, you know, helping more on defense than in offense where you don't need that position to help that much in offense with the second unit. Yeah, and to me, what I saw was really the opposite of Plumlee. And I was looking at Plumlee because everybody was wondering why we signed him, how we signed him, you know, why is he here? You know, why did we give him this money? And uh, as you know, Bryce and Alex... I'm a fan of the signing because of that 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 pair. You with love him plumbing. And, and you Hayes. love you some Mason plumbing. <laughs> yes, I do. At this point, yes, I do. And I'll tell you why. Did you see the play on the first um, in the first in, in the first game? You know, our third prison game, and he gets the ball, goes for a fast handoff. You know, he brings the ball up the floor, handoff, a low handoff at the free throw line for Hayes. Good screen. Hayes come off easy pull up, and that's those are the type of plays that. You know, you want your veteran big to make. And with him and Blake, you know, maybe one time a game, you know, Plumlee can get a rebound, push it up the floor. As soon as he gets in the three-point line, goes in the handoff, sets up the screen, you get a wide open jumping for a rookie point guard, you know, get him going easy. Then he was in the right position. I don't feel like he was challenging shots enough or as I would have liked him to, but he was in the right position. Maybe his legs are not there yet, you know, to just get up like that. But he was always in the right position, and guys were having to Eurostep or shoot floaters over him, and there were no layups. You know, there were no layups there. And I really liked that. I thought that was good. But then I saw Okafor on the other side. Lopez scored on him twice, one-on-one. There were like three or four layups where he's like literally open lane, just Okafor was there late to contest. Yeah, in, in and, game and, four, Russ goes by Josh Jackson, and Okafor's on the weak side, and he doesn't even recognize it quick enough like to, just, to even yeah. contest. Yeah, I mean, that, that can be a problem for the second unit. I, I, I think it's a matter of time because we we put so much price on defense right now, and I don't see Casey letting that slide for, you know, the five, seven, eight, maybe ten points a game that Okafor can give you. Because I think rebounding-wise, I think Stewart can get the same boards or more. Absolutely. So I think it's just a matter of time when we see Stewart 
get the nod of Okafor. Unless he picks it up defensively because offensively he has some nice moves. You know, we can score a little bit one-on-one the low post, which gives you a little more um, options in that uh, in that second lineup where your foreman can't really score in the post. You know, Seku can't really do what Blake Griffin does in that first. So it, it's just a little bit balanced, you know, Plumlee and Blake where, you know, Plumlee is not really a low post scorer, and you have Blake that can score in the low post. Whereas, you know, your second unit, you have your five men that can score in the low post with Okafor. When and Seku can. can be, you know, can be a little bit, a little yeah. bit different. But that's yeah. a good transition to game four where we lost it. And Bryce, I think one of your notes, we gave Plumlee the ball too much. No, I'm, I'm just like watching the, <laughs> I'm watching the game live, and he, he got mismatches. I don't, I don't dislike Plumley. I just don't love Plumley the way you do. And I will give you I will give you credit. You you hit it on the pick and roll action. He is a very skilled big man. Maybe his best skill is his passing. Like he threw a pass yes. between a, a dude's legs the other night. That was pretty cool. That was nice. Of the like, yep. it, it was it was nice. And so, um, I probably don't give him enough credit. I would like. I, I I think I've talked about this. I like big guys that can shoot and stretch the floor. Like I love. I really love Thomas Bryant's game from the Wizards. His game, like, I know he tried to go at Blake Griffin and that wasn't smart and Blake just laughed him off in, in, in the first <laughs> Throw him on the floor. I love that. Blake was like, <laughs> but, get out of here. <laughs> yes, but I like Thomas Bryant's game because he can shoot it and he rebounds and he's intense and all that stuff. And so th- that's probably my thing with Plumlee. Like, I'm just biased towards big guys that can stretch the floor and keep the floor space. And, and Plumlee can't do that. I did think in this second preseason game, we found ourselves throwing the ball to Plumlee in the post, even in a mismatch. And I, I don't like that. I don't like us playing through that. It's a preseason game. I feel like Casey's keeping the pick and roll stuff to the vest for the regular season because we didn't see a lot of it. So it's probably nothing, but I don't want to see our offense running through Mason Plumlee in the post. Alex, I'll go to you in a second because I know you have a lot of experience with this. But to me, a guy like Plumlee, we should never post him up, to me, honestly, even even on a mismatch. But what I would see him do is post him up right away when he doesn't have a mismatch and go, go into those dribble handoffs where he can kind of pitch the ball and set a good screen right away where Killian can come off it, you know, your shooters can come off it. And I think he can be very good at that. Or he can pass the ball off that, you know, sure. low post area. And we saw him create. You know, he had four assists in the first quarter in game one. And that, I, I like that. You know, I like that because that's exactly what I expected him to, to be. I didn't see him pass off the pick and roll very much, which I was surprised. But like you said, they haven't played a ton yet. And I wonder if it's just a matter of Hayes getting a little bit more comfortable b- before he like fully gets the reins, or it's just a matter of preseason and you don't want to really show everything. But Alex, I know you have a lot of experience, you know, playing back the basket, playing low post. What was your take of Plumlee? Would you give him the post, the ball, and mismatches? Would you not? You know, what's your overall overall take with uh, with Plumlee? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alex. Yes, Alex. I'm in. I'm in with Alex. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Don't post him up. As in, you know. Well, it's. I, I want to uh, be with the big guys. You know, I want to support the big guys. But you know, Mason Plumlee. That's not his forte. That's not. No, his, I agree. Yep. You know, that's not his strong point. His strong point is roll to the hoop, get an alley oop, dunk it, or whatever on the move. He needs to be on the move. Yep. I agree. I love what you said there, and you know that's one of the best moves. I do that too, uh, as well. 
when I get the ball in the post, if I know I have a slow uh, defender on me or something like that, I'll just go in the dribble, dribble up handoff, you know, towards the baseline. Uh, and he can do that really well with Hayes. And then just, you know, roll to the basket with a, a small bounce pass or just throw it up for an alley-oop. You know, that, that can be a great play just to kind of like, you know, shift a little bit, play inside out. But I do not, I do not like plumbly making plays out of the post, you know, one on one against somebody. Although he's a great passer and he can make passes, but nobody's going to come to double team on plumbly, you know. So I, I do not like him to post up. If he posts up, or if he, if he gets the ball in the post, do that dribble up, hand off, uh, and you know, play from there. Yeah, and just to summarize, the second game against the Wizards, you know, I think we lacked the defensive intensity that we had in, in the first game. And um, it's out-rebounding thing. What, what do you guys think about it? Because what I saw in the first game was quite a few of, of rebounds were off help side. You know, one of our guys will help it. Just maybe a, a little bit of wild shot over two guys. And then you have the, the, those mismatches in the rebounding in the rebounding game. But I know, you know, the coaches cannot be pleased with it since it is one of the focal points. You know, Troy Weaver cannot be pleased with it. And us as fans probably not exactly ecstatic with losing almost every single game, the the rebounding battle. Well, we finally won. This was our first time. I think it ended up tied in game one against the Wizards. And then this game, we finally won the rebounding battle. But I think you, you brought up the intensity. And, and I don't... I personally didn't think Blake – I don't think we're seeing regular season Blake Griffin yet. Like he just looks to me like he's chilling, and which is fine. It's preseason and he's a vet, and I don't think we should be concerned by that. I thought the Wizards, because of Russ and Russ just being traded there, I thought they came out really ready to play. And I thought their intensity – It felt like they had different gear. Absolutely. You know um, – because that was his first game with them and or he hadn't played in the game before. And so I just think that they had a different intensity with him on the floor and it kind of surprised the Pistons early on. So uh, it the rebounding thing is an issue because when your GM says that's what wins games, that's what wins championships, that's what won championships for the Pistons in the past – and then you're not winning rebounding, you know, battles. That has to concern you a little bit, you know. Alex, you're a big guy inside. I'm sure, you've grabbed plenty of boards in your days. Do you see anything specific with this team? Is it just about effort, um, rotations? Like Vlad said, what do you think? Yeah, I think rotations can be can be an issue. Uh, if guys get beat off uh, the dribble, you know, one on one, you you force some rotations, and then. Uh, you know, I saw that a lot happening in the last game where, uh, you know, uh, Plumlee or Okafor had to come and contest a shot or, you know, a guard driving to the hoop and then he would just shoot the ball and then somebody would just come rebound it and tip it in. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you need you need the ball to score. You need the ball to, to, to win the game. And if you don't get a rebound, you, get, you don't get the possession. Um, and, you know, that's, that's great. You... Our bigs need to do a better job rebounding, maybe boxing out and stuff, but also our guards need to, you know, take care of one-on-one defense. But what I'm more concerned about was uh, was the, the points we get in the paint. Like, we we get outscored in the paint so much, and I know for a quote from last game was that, I think it was from Hayes, 
seeing the cases like on us that we don't need or we need to get better at uh, protecting the paint. They're not doing that at all. In the first game against uh, the Knicks, they got outscored 52 to 30 in the paint. And then the last game against the Wizards, they also got outscored 40 to 28. You know, almost half the points are in the paint. Who's protecting the paint? You need centers to protect the paint. You need guards to you know protect or don't get beat off the dribble. Um, and uh, you know points in the paint come from rebounds and also from this drive. So I, I think that those are two big issues right now. So yeah, but one thing I was happy about we didn't give up a ton of points. You know I was looking at sure. all the other scores around the league is in, you're saying in general we didn't give up very many points. Yeah, you know like what. <laughs> Under 100, both these games were under 100. And uh, if we would have gave up under 90, we would have won game two also. Every know? game. We haven't given up 100 in the preseason. Not a single exactly, game. Exactly. So I think that's that, that's a good that's we a also good stepping scored stone. 100, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think we have the talent to do that very often, honestly. No, no you're, you're, you're right. You're right. And that's you're going to get, you know, we have so many young guys that it's going to be hard for them to be consistent. You know, like Seku is going to be up and down. And um, what I expect really from from Wright and Jackson is one of them to have a good game. If we get that going as, okay, both, that would be great. But if one of them gets that, you know, 15, 18 a game, that would be be perfect. I mean, just as long as Grant, Blake, they score their fair share, you know, Killian gets in that double-digit range. Then if you get that Josh Jackson with Lon Wright to score 15, that'll be that'll be a nice addition. You know, Seku will give you that every now and then. But I don't see, you know, so <laughs> then then I look at Okafor and like, is he gonna give you the 14, 15 that we're <laughs> that looking need, for? <laughs> that we need to score. Hey, so I, I have a question, and I know we want to get to around the NBA yep. in the first the regular season games, but I'm watching Killian play, and I I know it's early. Don't get me wrong, I'm not getting on him, but <laughs> Does he have the one-on-one game to go by people, or is he always going to need that ball screen to, to create? He's very lefty-oriented, I think, right now, and you can see that. Any mismatches, he's, he's being pushed right. He had the nice uh, step-back three game one I against like the Wizards. It looked nice, but again, he was if, – if you look at Brian's position in that, in that sequence, he was pushing him he way might. right. Yeah. Like, there was no way he was going to go left. So the scout report is already out on him, and uh, especially when when you're, you're a high draft pick, it's, it's going to be out on you. You have no chance. And uh, I, I can say I'm a little worried about him. I'm a little worried about him as far as what is he going to give us, because I look at Cole Anthony. He gave a lot the magic, you know. <laughs> I just watched the the, the Hornets Magic game, and. Uh, Okay, I, I was sold on Cole Anthony from college, but that's a different ball game. <laughs> they he was another pro, like they had a bad year and he was hurt, and I think that hurts kids draft stock too much. You know, like that kid, he has an NBA pedigree. You know, Greg Anthony's son. Like you could see, he didn't have the talent around him at North Carolina that most North Carolina, you know, most of the blue blood teams had. Like that kid did everything for North yeah. Carolina. No, absolutely. And you can see right now with the Magic, he had 19 yesterday against the Hornets, and he's doing well. He took some big shots down down a stretch last night. And I kind of expect Killian to do that for us. I think if if Blake's going to do that constantly for us this year, then we're not getting the most out of Killian and Grant. 
I want Grant or Hayes to do that because they're our franchise going forward, not Blake. We know Blake can do that. We we know Blake can close out games, but am I going to be happy with a win against the Cavs right now in game two if Blake goes down the stretch and score four points in the last minute? Or would I be happier if Killian just gets a turnover and a bad shot where he can learn from it and not you know go away from the pressure? So I would I just want to see more out of him, and he he was a little more aggressive, you know, he was a little more aggressive, in um, in in the second game against the Wizards. But yeah, I'm a little worried to be honest with you. What about you, Alex? What do you what do you think uh, about Killian's game so far? Yeah, I'm worried about him too. Uh, and I, again, I know it's a preseason, uh, and I know a lot of people, maybe including us, we had high hopes, and we still have high hopes for Killian Hayes. Uh, we know it's still the beginning and he's going to get better day by day. But so far, I do not know what to expect. I don't know what's going to happen the first couple of games in the season um, or how well he's, he's going to mold with the guys around him because his percentages are way off from what I was expecting him to shoot. Um, he's passing as well. It's not that great or maybe not in the high numbers I was hoping to. But again, it's still a preseason. Maybe he's still getting the feel of the game. Maybe he still has that, I don't know, anxiety or excitement. Uh, or, or you know, like Vlad said, the, the, the scouting report is on him. And guys just know how to force Hayes in uncomfortable positions. I think another thing that was important I saw, Killian said after the second preseason game that he thought he was in game shape and he wasn't. You know, he, he thought, and that was something with Sekou last year. So even though Killian's a big time top 10 draft pick and has been playing professionally overseas, like it's still, it's still different. And so he may not be, I don't want to say he's not in good shape, but maybe he wasn't in shape to handle the, the physicality of an NBA game and NBA guards and Russ and all that. So I think we're going to see improvement and maybe this is good for us, for the fan base to see him struggle, not that he's been bad, but struggle a little bit or maybe not just be phenomenal so we can temper our expectations and, you know, and let him grow and progress the way he needs to. Yeah. Well, you have to remember what I said to Bryce the first time, you know, he struggled for the first few months yes, in Germany. Yes, did too. say that, yes. Last season, he struggled yeah. for the first three or four months in Germany. Then he started, you know, Hitting his, uh, you know, hitting his jump shots and doing a little better on the ISOs, better reads on the pick and roll. So he he might be that guy that takes you know two three months to adjust. And I said I'm a little worried as far as you know shooting percentages stuff like that. I'm not exactly worried as is he gonna you know is he gonna be able to do this? I think he'll be able to do this. It might just take him two or three months. But is this is this just? Uh, in, when he gets on a new team, or this is just you know at every beginning of the season. He I mean, some, he's nineteen back. years old, so you know you can't really put out that uh, you know nothing on him. I think you just kind of have to wait and see. But my opinion is that he'll be fine. But it might just take him those you know those two three months to adjust. As far as uh, you know, he might not as, be as ready as Cole Anthony, maybe you know, but. At the end of the day, he might be a better player. So we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, not exactly the the flashiest preseason uh, we've seen. (laughs) 
Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. So now let's go to a round of the NBA. You know, this is going to be a new topic for us. We'll try to cover it every episode. Bryce, let's start with – do you want to start with James Harden now because everybody <laughs> – No, I don't want I to really talk want about to go him. There. <laughs> you don't want to talk about James Harden? No, Why? No, no, I do because that's what everybody's talking about. Like I just don't want to because I'm tired of listening. I mean, you know, you know what's crazy? Somebody asked me on Twitter uh, if the Pistons would trade – as no. a as a yeah no. from, from Blake Griffin and that's what I told, said. My response was, I James Harden's more talented. He scores the ball better. They're roughly the same age, I think. But I'm like, no, no, I don't want him. We and we just went through like some insecurities about Killian Hayes. I think we all still believe he's the future of the franchise and he's going to be great. But I'm like, no, I don't want James Harden. I would rather trade Blake Griffin for somebody else. And so that's. I feel like we're very knowledgeable basketball people and it seems crazy to think, but I don't think you want all the baggage that goes along with James Harden. Nobody wants to play with the guy other than Christian Wood, apparently. Christian Wood's having a field day. You see, with, with Harden, though, I wouldn't trade Okafor in a first-round pick for him. That's it. Straight up. Let's do that. No. You know why? Because he brings the culture, though. Yes. That culture is going to just damage your young kids. I don't, I don't want that. And... To me, there is one team that can save him, two teams, but that needs, you know, that team needs a strong leader, and he cannot be that guy. So do you guys think he's a fit in Miami? Like, that's the one that everybody seems – Miami and Philly. But, like – Miami, I think he's going to destroy Miami. Philly, he's – Philly's already just a, a little bit messed up. <laughs> so I don't know. Philly's already on the on the. I edge, wouldn't trade Ben Simmons me. for him. No, I would not. Absolutely, no, no chance. I mean, honestly – I mean, he's fat. <laughs> Let's start with that. <laughs> he doesn't. He didn't look good. Bryce, come on. His three point percentage was thirty six percent last year. Honestly, his body fat is way higher than that. Right now, <laughs> I, saw, I saw that. Right now, his body fat is like forty fifty percent. I think. I mean, it's just yeah. it, it, it's it's a bad joke to me. It's just how like I understand you want to get traded. I understand you don't want to be there anymore. I can't even understand you're late and you're seen out partying. But, dude, you got to be in shape. You got to come in and just show me you're in good shape. Show me I can trade you. Right now, every team that's looking at this is going to be, well, it's going to take him one month to just get in shape right now. Yeah. Alex, what do, you, what do you think, Alex? Nobody wants him. Nobody wants I, I don't think anybody wants him. Not, not, not just the, the GMs or whatever, the players. They don't want to be around him. Uh, just his, you know, you need to be a professional and, like Vlad said, show up in shape. The season is about to start. You you don't look in shape at all. I'm not saying he cannot get in shape, but like why wait? 
you know, he had he had a couple of weeks or what I don't know how how long it took from from the bubble or from when they play. Uh, you know, other guys did not play for eight months. They showed up in shape, better shape than you. Uh, and you don't you you don't need this kind of problems in your team. And if he, I feel bad for him because he's a great player, but. Come on! Like, what, what Why do you is, feel bad for him? He's the one that showed up like that. I don't I know, feel bad for the but, guy. But that's what's like. We're talking about a dude that averaged thirty plus last year. Like, it's hard for me to he's, wrap. He's the best core in isolation. He's the by far the best core in the league. He's incredible. You cannot stop him. He's in, Durant. Kevin Durant's a better. I'm, uh, okay, let's no, because he doesn't get the calls that Harden gets. Harden knows how to draw fouls. I think but, that's what I mean. Like he'll get you the extra ten points in the free throw line because he draws foul more than KD in the regular season. But I think that's why Harden doesn't have postseason oh, yeah, success sure. because they stop giving him those calls in the postseason. Because I think we can all admit the game gets ref differently in the postseason, and so Harden gets to the free throw line twenty times a game in the regular season, and then he gets used to it with. I hate watching it, but I give him credit. You know, he throws, flails his arms out, draws the contact and all that. And then they just play on in the playoffs and he doesn't get those free throw attempts. Well, you know, what's what's really worrying is that his friend Westbrook just wanted out of there. After and he's the one, one talking year. right now. He's the one talking right now. It's like, that's just a bad culture right there. He yeah. does whatever he wants. You know, the team stays extra on the roads because he wants to party. Yeah. So to me, you know, why do you want to bring him? If you're Miami and I was so close right now and you get Dragic back, why? Why? You know, why would I bring this upon my whole team? They okay, got a do great I trust young core that? there too. And do I trust that I have like what Pat Riley's going to be there and he's going to be able to handle him? Is Jimmy Butler going to be able to, you know, just – Handle the whole I don't think culture so. issue. Miami. But it's Miami. He's gonna party there all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so Alex, you you just brought up Kevin Durant because um, we we're talking about who's a better scorer. How excited are we to see Kevin Durant back? Kyrie back. One of my probably my favorite non-piston player, Steph Curry, is back playing. How excited <laughs> are you for those guys, Alex? It's exciting. You want to watch quality basketball and great players go at it every day. Uh, and, you know, Kevin Durant is one of them. Uh, he was in, in, in the mentions of being the best player in, in the league last year or the year before or whatnot, you know, with LeBron James. LeBron James proved that he's still the best. Uh, but Durant might still have something to say about that. We have to see how his injury is coming up from what we saw so far. He looks good. Um, hopefully he can keep it up, but man, I'm excited to see everybody on the court. I'm sad Clay is not going to be in it. That was yeah, um, that that was real sad for Clay. But if Durant, you know, is one of my favorite players to watch, just his versatility in offense uh, and what brings to the team, and to see that combo too, uh, Kyrie Kyrie Irving with Durant, you know, Nets is going to be uh, a load in, in in the East. Sure, but Bryce, who do you have winning the MVP since you mentioned KD? Luca. <laughs> Luca with the MVP. Interesting. Interesting. I'm all, Why? I'm, I'm all in on Luca. So I'll go ahead. We'll, this will be perfect lead in to our top three in each conference because I've looked oh, at wait, you too. Wait, wait, wait. I got, I got to talk about my MVP too. Alex, too. Wait. Okay. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. My bad. My bad. I'll, I'll go wait. Ahead, go ahead. I, I love Luca Doncic. I love him. And I don't. He just sometimes it doesn't make sense he's as good as he he is because like everything looks like it's in slow motion like I'm like how did he make that step back because that should have got blocked and how did he get yeah, to how the did he get that shot off right it's, 
I love watching that man play. And I think he, I, I was all, before we had this podcast a couple years ago, like I would tell people like, oh, he's okay, but he's been playing professionally. So his upside, his ceiling is probably not as high. He's probably already as good as what he's going to be. And you talk about being dead wrong because that dude got even better last year. <laughs> and that shot he hit in the playoffs was big time. And so I'm all in on Luca. Um, if I had the money, I would probably put some money on it. So, Alex, who you got? Oh, it's tough, man. <laughs> it's tough because I also love Luca, uh, but I don't think the Mavs are going to have a good of a season. From what I've seen, you know, the top team uh, in the NBA usually their best player wins MVP. Sure. I don't think the Mavs is going to be up there yet. Um, but I love Luca, and you know I'm 30% or 40% in on Luca. Um, and and you know what I think is that the Nets is gonna maybe have the best record, sure. and they are gonna be led by Durant. So I my early vote go goes to Durant. Yeah, I was KD, Anthony Davis, those two. But you cannot stop Giannis in the open court. <laughs> and the, and the, no, I'm serious. Like you I, I was looking at. Okay, you see Katie, and can you stop him? Nah, like he's going to get his, and, you know, he's going to be the regular Katie. He looks in great shape. You know, we saw him against Boston. He's good. He's back, and I'm really happy about that. You saw Anthony Davis go for 17 in the third quarter against the Suns off, like transition threes. I mean, you name it. He looked like, I don't know, he almost like KD. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, he looked unbelievable. He looked like a small forward. And I was like, is that AD really? But then I thought about it, and I'm like, Wait, you're talking about the regular season MVP. You're talking about not a whole ton of defense, not playoff-type defense. And that's where Giannis, he, he thrives. That's where, you know, open court Giannis, I mean, you can't really stop that. It's like LeBron a few years ago. He, good luck. What can you do? Get out of the way? You're not going to jump with him. You know, body contact, he's going to win all that stuff. So, to me, is Giannis is going to be very hard to – get him off that throne unless, which can we make the transition, the Nets finish above the Bucks in the East. I can see that happening. Or the Lakers have the best overall record and Anthony Davis can get it. So who do you guys got in the in the East and the West? What's your top three? Okay, so I'll, I'll go ahead and start, Alex, if that's okay. I'll start with the East. And so I do have the Bucks as number three, and I'll go through these quick. I like Giannis. He's big time. As you just said, I think they have shooting around them. I worry about their depth a little bit, but I have them as number three. I have the Nets at number two because, like you you guys have said, KD, Kyrie, they have shooters. They have rim protection. They have depth. The only issue you see with the Nets is chemistry. You know, a short offseason, short training camp. How quickly are things going to come together? It's a short season. So are they going to be the one seed? And then I have the Heat as the one seed in the East. They returned their core. They went to the finals last year. Please don't trade for James Harden and screw all that up. And I think, <laughs> you know, and I love Bam. I love those shooters they have around him. And, like, you just got to love Jimmy Butler. Like, uh, the game rewards intensity. I love that saying. Like the, or the game rewards hard work and doing things the right way. And he just seems like a dude that does things the right way and he's intense and works hard. And I think he's going to have another good year. And, and they return a lot of guys, again, in a short offseason. I think that chemistry helps them. Yeah, I respect that. I see it a little bit different. And I see Philly with the third spot. I have a lot of faith in Doc Rivers. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NBA, if not the best right now. 
all the respect to Greg Popovich, but he'll figure out how to use Embiid and Simmons together. And Danny Green adds, you know, that veteran leadership and a whole lot of shooting there. A lot and, of shooting. You know, they have they have a good roster. I like him. After Bucks at number two, you know, they added a ton of defense with Drew Holiday, and they're a good regular season team. It's really what I see the Bucks. It's a good regular season team, and I got the Nets at number one. Um, you know the the KD, you know the KD factor, and when I see him healthy, it's a different ball game. And I would say you know the chemistry issues, Bryce, that you, you mentioned, I, I can see that. But at the same time, you know KD and Kyrie can get twenty five, thirty each of isolation plays. Absolutely. And if you look at Nash, his assistant coach is Dan Tony. And he played for Dan Tony. So I can see a lot of that. And, you know, I, I, I can see KD and Kyrie just going off on, like, just straight isolations. Alex, what do you have? Well, in the East, what I have um, Miami on the third spot. Like Bryce said, the core is back. They went all the way to the finals. They want to do it again. Um, but, you know, I still have them uh, in the third spot just because Bucks are going to be on the second with Giannis. Giannis already won MVPs. Uh, he's not going to look for it again. He's looking to win championships, and he's going to think about, okay, well, how do I make my team better so they can be ready for the postseason? That's a great point, Alex. So I think they're going to be on the second spot. Nets, they have the talent. They have Durant. They have Kyrie Irving. Um, they're looking to prove something in the East, and I think they're going to be the top. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the Nets, I, I see the Nets the same way, too. And they have those two bigs that can really block shots, DeAndre like Jordan those, and that roster, that roster is good. It's nasty. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's there. It's, yeah. I don't know. Could they go all the way? Alex, what do you have in the West, though? In the West, um, I really like the Nuggets. Uh, and they're on my third spot. Uh, I don't think they can climb higher just because the Clippers are there. The Clippers are going to look for revenge. They're thirsty. They they want to prove that they – well, they have to, a lot of proof, actually, <laughs> from last season yes. because they, they bombed it. Um, but in the top, it's going to be Lakers. I feel like Lakers are even more loaded than they were, than they were last year. You know, they have LeBron, obviously. They have uh, AD. Um, but now they brought two other guys. They were competing for the sixth man of the year. And they're in there, you know. So Lakers is loaded. And I think they might be even the, like the, the, the best team in the league, number one. Yeah, I think so by far. The Lakers are just a different beast right now. And um, Bryce, what do you have? Luca, yeah, Luca, so and Luca I, again? <laughs> yeah, that, Luca number – so for real, and this is this is the one that, that people are going to – but I have the Mavs at number three. And I know, Kate, you know, Kristoff, I'm all in on Luca, obviously. Um, I don't necessarily love their offseason. Um, we'll see how that turns out. They traded away Seth Curry, which I think is – but they got Josh Richardson. You know, they made that deal with the Sixers. But I just think – I think Luka is a superstar. I don't love the Nuggets the way a lot of other people do. Um, it'll be interesting. I think this is the year they're going to have to do it. Um, and then I think the top two are – I think that's going to be the same on pretty much anybody. The Clippers at two, they added Surge. A sneaky good addition was Luke Kennard. That's a nice little piece. But what are Kawhi and PG3? How are they going to respond after the bubble performance? Because there's a lot of heat on those two. And then the Lakers at number one. You're right, Alex. They're the best team in the league. They probably got better. Maybe people, if you want to nitpick, you can say they traded away some defense for offense. 
Um, but at the end of the day, they have the best player in the world, in my opinion. LeBron still is. And they might have one, the second best player in the world in AD, who even with LeBron wants to rest, AD can hold it down. They do have the best player in the world, but I'll just flip those around. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yep, right there. I said it. <laughs> it's been like that for the last two years, if you ask me. I've been, I've been getting a lot of heat for that, so I'm about to get a lot of heat for this one, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I like the Nuggets. I like the Nuggets a lot, and not a lot of people know what Campazzo can bring. Is their Argentinian point guard. They just uh, bought him out from Real Madrid. He was the most savvy pick-and-roll player I've seen in the last 10, 15 years. He's, he's little by NBA standards. He's not a great defender, but to me, he might be top three pick-and-roll players right now in the league. And people are going to see that. The passes he finds are unbelievable. And my comparison for him is Steve Nash. And I really want to see if this one comes out right. Because to me, the Nuggets, that's the only way they can get the third spot is if he plays really as good as I think in playing the league. Then the Clippers, you know, they had some nice pieces, but they're there. They're going to be a good regular season team, but. I don't know. I'm not sold on PG and his performance in the playoffs, but they'll be in the second second spot, you know, going into the playoffs. I don't know how far they're going to go, but that remains to be seen. And, you know, the, the Lakers, I mean, it's like an all-star team. I mean, God's sake, like, come cool. on. like, well, It's not fair when you have, like, guys like Marcus Gasol going there that can really pass the ball, and you have guys like LeBron and AD and Schroeder coming off the bench. I mean, Jesus. How do you compare the Lakers with uh, the Warriors team from a couple of years ago with KD, you know, Clay, Curry, Green? Are they up there? Are they going to be as good or better? Or what, what, what do you think about that? Well, I don't think they're going to beat that record. I think that record is going to stand. Um, just because, you know, I think the Lakers care about more, you know, resting their bodies. And you'll see LeBron take games off and... He's done that in the past, can do it again. Same with AD. And it's a COVID season, so it's, it's going to be really interesting how this affects everything. But to me, that's what the Lakers did. You know, they just added depth. Like, they just have a ton of guys that can really, really, really play. And, uh, you know, that's they're, right. they're, they're going to be, to me, they're going to be impossible to beat. I would love to see just the Lakers Nets final, though. I'll tell you that. It's a shorter season, too, right? 72. Yeah. Yep. 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 Seventy-two games, but I really want to see just Kyrie going against LeBron right now. After he said that, <laughs> and you know, KD, LeBron, the whole thing coming back to to life. Hey, it, so, it, it would be nice. It would be good for the NBA too. I think they need that. Hey, real real quick before we move on, to, like I'm looking at this Nuggets roster. How they've done some really interesting things. So they took a flyer on Michael Porter Jr., who was hurt. Uh, Bull Bull, who was hurt. R.J. Hampton who, you know, didn't go to college, played overseas. The kid, the mm-hmm. Kaposa kid that you're we talking about. Taken. Let's, let's yeah. mention that, Bryce. Let's yeah, see. I, we we could have no, taken him. I know. I know. I don't want to go back to that just yet. Wait, we're going <laughs> to get Suggs from Gonzaga or uh, Cunningham from Oklahoma State anyway. So it'll be all good. Next year. Next year we will. So, <laughs> but I, I, the Nuggets have done some interesting things to, like, continue this success long term. You know, like, if, if some of those guys hit. Um, you know, they're patient with guys that had injury stuff, and maybe that sneaks back in. But Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull were big-time college basketball. Well, Michael Porter Jr. didn't get much of a season, and Bull Bulls got cut short. But those those are big-time names coming out of high school and then through college that 
MPJ is very interesting. He's up there. And he has the mentality to be a superstar. So it's going to be very interesting if he makes that jump. He's going to get more minutes. And that's, you know, it's going to be really interesting. That's a really interesting team. And that's a great coach right there, by the way. Absolutely. And now let's go into the last last part of this episode. You know, our first two regular season games. We're going to Minnesota. And then we're going to go Cleveland. Let's go Minnesota first. Our first regular season game in Minnesota. Bryce, what's your take on this? I think we're starting the season with a dub. I'm looking at this Minnesota roster, and I know they got D'Angelo Russell. They got, you know, Cat, Rubio off the bench. But I think this is a game, these first two, I know we're just talking about the Timberwolves right now. These are games we really, really need to win because the schedule gets really, really tough. Um, I'm speechless right now, so I don't know what to say, but go ahead. You don't think we're you don't think we're gonna get a dub? Uh, Alex I'll, said it very nice. I'll say I'm, no. I'm all in. I'm all in. I think we're starting off the year two and zero. Mark it down. Two and zero. Two and zero. Tweet it out. Okay, you can tweet that one out. <laughs> Sign your name next to it too, right? Yeah, put your name on it. Does this, does this Timberwolves you're roster You're either going to be a hero or you're going to be a villain, so I don't know. <laughs> does this Timberwolves roster scare you though? I mean, Malik Beasley, Josh Okogie, Jake Lehman is starting. Like, uh, We got to be able to compete with this team. It's going to be tough. I mean, you're talking about a team that has at least two superstars and wait, they have – the number one pick in the draft. Let's not forget about that. Sure, sure. That I right. don't expect right. to struggle. I honestly don't expect Anthony to struggle at all. I expect him to come in and just do just what they expect him to do. I, you know, I don't see him as your regular rookie, honestly. So it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a really, really tough one for us going to Minnesota. Like I said, um, it, that. Then I can think about, unfortunately, about Cat. You know, his mental situation. I don't know how locked in he is really for this this season. You know, he's he's had a really tough time with COVID in his family, and that's very unfortunate. So I don't. It's it, it's there's some question marks around this season in general, and I can see you know Cat maybe not being at his you know top of the game. But again, they have D'Angelo Russell, which is going to be a good matchup for Killian Hayes. Let's see, you know, that lefty that lefty matchup. <laughs> Let's see what it's all about. To me, if we're going to get one of the first four, it's actually this one. So I would look at Minnesota, try to get this one, but to me it's a big no. Alex, Alex what do you think? Yeah, Alex, what do you think? It's just, uh, yeah, it, Bryce was right. These first two games are a must win for us because the rest of the schedule is kind of messy for us. Um, but I don't think we're ready yet. I don't think we're ready to win games. I just don't trust our team based on the preseason shape or the preseason games we saw. I don't think we're ready to, to, to make that step yet. And Timberwolves, they had a good game last game against, uh, who did they play? Mavs? They played Dallas. At Dallas, they won 129 to 127. Yeah, so Cat, you know, had 20 points there. Uh, Beasley had 18. Culver had 18. Edwards had 17. I mean, there are a lot of guys that can score on there. You know, it's going to be a high-scoring game. And if we cannot keep them under, what, 90 points or something like that, then <laughs> yeah. I, don't think we, I don't think we can win. So We uh, laugh, it, but that might be the number, right, for us? It, it, it might need I to be. I think it's 100. It's going to be 100 in the regular season, 105. 90, come on. Are we scoring? That's old school. Are we scoring? 
That's old school. I think we're going to score a little more. We are old hopefully. school. That's that's our that's our thing. We're going to defend and rebound. <laughs> I don't know. You know, just looking at at them, they lost to Memphis. They gave up a ton of points. They give up a lot of points. Honestly, they gave up one twenty three to Memphis one game. They give up one twenty seven. You know, they give up one twenty seven to Dallas last game. And the games lost to Memphis. You know, just giving up one twenty three. Valanciunas had twenty two. So, looking at that, it just gives me some hope. But uh, that's going to be a tough one for us, I think. Yeah. Just as far as matchups, you know, you're thinking about Plumlee against Cat. You know, what's your really what's your matchup there? And then you have a rookie point guard against D'Angelo Russell. And it's going to be a pick and roll D'Angelo Russell with Cat. So, it's, it's kind of like pick your poison in those matchups where we can't really hide. But, again, maybe, maybe DeLon Wright is going to start on D'Angelo Russell. That that could be a that could be a move right there, and Who and knows? Blake and um, Jeremy Grant should have good nights. Like they have really really promising matchups, whether it's against the starters or the second team of the of the Timberwolves at the three and four. I mean, we're, the, we're, we have to win those matchups and maybe try to find a way to balance out at the two spot. Like you say, Anthony Edwards is going to score. Maybe Josh Jackson can you know match that production off the bench, but. Blake Griffin, this is this is a game where like Blake Griffin and Jeremy Grant have to dominate, whether it's their skill set, Blake Griffin in the post, whatever. Like they, they're the better players in that matchup. Yeah, absolutely. And then let's see, we're gonna play the Cavaliers. We're gonna play Andre Drummond. What do you guys think about that one? I think we're gonna lose the rebounding battle game too because oh, we're playing yeah. we're playing Kevin Love <laughs> and Andre Drummond. So. More I'm and Thon Maker. Let's not forget Thon Maker, who just kind of just yes. we let him go. We let him walk. So as much as confident as I am that we're gonna go two and oh, I'm the most confident that we do not win the rebound battle game two Both against games. the <laughs> Well, maybe game one, but not game two against that Cavalier. I mean those those Kevin Love and Andre Drummond are the two of the best rebounders, two of the best, not the best. Um in, in the last 10 years or so. I mean, both of those guys grab rebounds like crazy. So um, th- this will be an interesting matchup at the at the guard spot for Killian. You know, Darius Garland, Sexton, Exum, some younger guys, not quite as experienced. Exum's been in the league a little bit, but Garland and Sexton just over the last few years. So that'll be an interesting matchup, matchup for Hayes to see how he performs against those guys. Yeah, and I want to see, you know, just – how good our defense is because looking at the at the Cavs, you know, they lost their last two preseason games against the Knicks, you know, 93-100 and then 83-119. So we have to see that because, you know, they beat Indiana in the first two games and that was a little bit early after training camp. So let's see. You know, Drummond is a huge piece for them. Drummond didn't play the last game against the Knicks and that was, you know, they, they play without love. They play without Drummond, Larry Nance, you know, a lot of guys don't play. Thonmaker played 10 minutes. That's a dangerous team. To, to me, you know, they're not, they're not going to be a good ball club. And we need this win. Um, yeah. We, we really need this one because looking forward, you have – you don't get this one, then, you know, you, you can see some of the young guys maybe just get frustrated. And you know how it is. It can be a, a quick slope. You go to Atlanta, you go – Golden State comes to you. Tough ones. Tough. Alex, yeah. Alex, we need. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. Yeah. 
Yeah, we need this win, and I think we can get it. The, and Bryce, you you nailed it. I think the key of the game is going to be rebounding. If we take care of it, maybe not uh, out rebound Cavs, or uh, you know, we just need to be close. Sure. We just need need to be close to them, and uh, you know, our defense might uh, be good enough to win this game, and I believe we will. Uh, you know. Not win the battle uh, for rebounding, but we're going to be up there. And yeah, then, at, least, at least not give up a ton of offensive rebounds. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, Plum, it, it's tough because you have Drummond and then, you, you know, you have all these guys that can they, they, they can just come in and, like, you know, pound on Plumlee or Okafor. And, you know, they need to do a good job defend, to to box out. And, you know, that's, that's going to be the key of the game. If we take care of that, we're going to win. And I think that's going to happen when we're going to start the season one and one. There. One and one. Okay, one and I got one. one and one too. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get on board with that. Let's see. I'll get on board with that. <laughs> so, Bryce, what you got for us? Say that again. Two and oh. Two and oh. Man. Mark you want to go three, Bryce? Two you might as well go three, Bryce. Who, who's game three? Who's game three? The, the, the Hawks? The Hawks at, at in Atlanta. No, I'm good. Like I like no. that. <laughs> I like that Atlanta Hawks team. They did some good stuff this summer, and Trey Young is is really that's, really that's good. That's a lot of shooting, man. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of shooting. Of shooting. <laughs> Trey Young, Donovich, and Gallinari. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover that when we get to it. But yeah, hopefully, yeah, we'll hopefully Bryce, you're right. I really hope you're right. You know, and well, I would take that. I would take a two and zero start. I'll take a one and one too. To be honest I would with too. you, I would too. And uh, but honestly, what I said earlier, really, what I really want to see happening is. Killian playing a little bit better. Grant being more assertive as even if you take more shots and you shoot bad now in the beginning as, as a bad percentage. I'm okay with that because, you know, him shooting a pull-up three one-on-one off the dribble is not exactly your spot-up that he's been used to. So he's shooting well the spot-up. in the. Yes, but I is. haven't seen a ton of ISOs where, you know, he created his own shot, knocked it down, or just shot a lot of those. And we kind of need that. I think we need that. You know, we need Jeremy to score twenty plus. Because I don't see, you know, is Blake gonna be that guy again? Twenty plus? Who you need one guy like that? Who's gonna be? Who do you think is gonna be our leading scorer this year, Bryce? Well, it'll be Put Blake. You on a spot like it, that. It, it'll be Blake Griffin through twenty-seven games, and then we're gonna trade him. So <laughs> it's got to. It's you're right. I mean, I'm not super confident in this, but I think it's got to be Jeremy Grant. Yeah, if not Josh, I was gonna say like that's the dark horse, right? <laughs> is Josh Jackson? And, Alex, and what do you think? That, Sorry, yeah. Bryce. No, go ahead, Alex. It depending depends on uh, if if I, if uh, Griffin stays, I got him the the leading scorer. Um, but if he gets traded, man, I I really hope Grant is gonna take on the role. But giving the preseason games, he he was really inconsistent with it. So I'm not. I'm not sure about it, but I, I think Griffin will take the role. He's going to be I'm the leader of this team. Let me show how it's done. Yeah, I got I got Jeremy doing it. I think he's going to shoot a bad percentage at the beginning, just getting used to this amount of shots, this kind of shots. But I didn't see Blake really being that assertive. And maybe Bryce is right, just being okay, not out of shape, just chilling, just being a vet in the in the preseason. Because even some of his palm fakes and drives, I, I think that was the slowest drive I ever seen. He had a floater. <laughs> yeah, he had a floater. Yeah. I think the first game against the Wizards, a palm fake. The guy jumped. Like, 
he just walked in the paint and shot a floater. I was like, oh, really? Like, are you just uh, like a rec league bowl or what's yeah, yeah. going on? Blake was but, he was kicking it all preseason. Yeah, I, I think other than he had a one on one ISO with Brian after oh, he threw him down. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, just, yeah. he just went bully ball there. Yeah, and that, I was like, okay, he got a little spark in him. Yeah, but, he, he was sending a message on that one. He put a, he put an elbow in Brian's chest on that one just as a reminder who he was. <laughs> yeah, it's just can he do it? You know, can he do it night and night out? I, I know, hope D, you're D right lose. about Jeremy Grant. I hope I I really hope you're right. And well, well, I, go ahead. I was gonna say the only thing I would say is you make a good point, and I'm I'm a very impatient person by nature, and so <laughs> so I get very impatient watching these games sometimes. But you bring up a good point. We need to allow Jeremy to learn from and make some mistakes and take some bad shots to eventually flourish and get better in that role. Yeah. And we, we could take, you know, actually on this, we would love to hear your guys input, you know, any listener that wants to, to reach out to us with questions or, you know, just if you have some, tell us and uh, we'll try to pass it on, you know, an episode and we'll try to comment on what you guys said. You guys can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Motor City Hoops and on Instagram at Motor City Hoops Pod. Or if you want to prefer, if you prefer email, you can find us at Motor City Hoops Pod at gmail.com. We would love, Bryce, Alex, and I we would love to, to yes. hear your questions. Hit us and up. And if there's something that you want to be discussed in this show, we'd love to, to do yep. it. Bryce, Alex, you got something to say about that? Yeah. Some to our fans. No, if yeah, they any, yeah, hit us up. a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Just Oh, man, bring it on. We need we need to talk with you guys. Absolutely, we love the interaction. So uh, we're hoping by you know episode six, which is going to come out next Monday, we're hoping to have quite a few questions or just your input based on the, on the first two games of the regular season, or if you want us to discuss anything else around the league, you know, next year's free agent. Bryce is already scouting the next draft class. He's Every already day. talking Looking about at that the big board. <laughs> he's a uh, he's got a uh, he, he's probably going to talk to Troy Weaver by the end of the season at some point. I don't know how, but uh, Bryce will get there. But like, we need to get this guy. Um, yes. But we love to hear from you guys, and uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod, but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit MyPodcastManager.com to get started. Thank you for listening to the Motor City Hoops podcast. Catch you on the next one.